Hello, yes, and we're back. The Mead Chronicles Sports Podcast Talk A Good Game is back on air after a couple of months off. We did our first batch of about 10 shows in late 2018, but now we're back with a new format and a new style to our Talk A Good Game podcast. On this week's show, I've got a special interview where I sat down with Kerry football legend Kieran Donaghy to talk about the new rules, how the mark would have affected his game, and he also gave us an insight into the role Sean Boylan played in his All-Ireland final preparations. So sit back and enjoy. Talk a good game. When, when you look at the football now and the introduction of the mark and, and the way that it's been brought in, it's probably something that would have suited your game. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you regret maybe? I don't. I don't regret. I don't regret it. I don't regret it because, do you know what? If I was in there and there was high balls coming in, the directive from the opposition managers would be probably even more so on the side to break it away and don't let him catch it. So there'd probably be more wrestling and pulling going on inside there. So, but it, look, of course, you'd love to. Be, you'd love the idea that you know I caught a lot of balls in around squares, and I would love to be able to land and take a, a breeder and rather than have six or seven dubs of Tyrone fellas pulling and dragging out of me so of course look, it would have been lovely to, to land and take my five steps back and knock it over the bar I would have scored more in my career if the mark was in for all but that's one thing for sure when, when you, you see the introduction of that rule and all the efforts that they're trying to make to improve football do you welcome moves like that? Oh, I do yeah I do yeah you know I think we have to move we have to keep the game entertaining as we can Um I wrote in my column in the Star there last Friday that they should bring in that 50 meter. Take get rid of the black cards and get rid of the sin bin. They're, they're, they're none, they don't work. Either of them don't work because if there's three minutes to go and you're up three points and you pull someone down, you're still getting patted by the back by your manager going out. Yeah. Whereas the 50 meter rule they have in Australia is any cynical play or any of any time wasting play. So if we if, if I get called for over carrying and you come to take the free off me and I throw the ball away, there's no the ref doesn't talk, doesn't he? he blows the whistle and he runs fifty yards up the pitch, you go up and put slap it over the bar. And that punishes that. And then the teammates of the guy who threw the ball away are now given out to him. Same with a cynical foul, you know, we saw it with Mayo in Dublin there number two years ago in the Ireland final. Dublin took the lead with him to go. The rugby tackling going on around the field was reckless, exactly so if the ref spotted one of them out around the middle of the field, someone pulling someone onto the ground, blow the whistle, run 50 yards up, plank it over the bar, level game. And there could be no real complaints because it was cynical play, whereas at that stage of the game, all them guys would have taken a black card. And the ref, they know also know that the ref can't go around and give 10 black cards with a minute to go. So, you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely chinks in that rule. And I just think it's much harder to ref for. I think refs in junior intermediate games around the country, I think for the fans in the crowd would appreciate far more a cynical foul not being rewarded by stop the game call your man over give him a black card give him a sin bin something like that and start the clock on the sideline there's so much rigmarole with that that I think the crowd would much prefer whistleblowing 50 metres up Jesus Christ we have a score here this is great now we can press them in try and win the next week out score again you're getting momentum changes in games you're getting higher scores in games so I think it's like and it's so easy for your junior C ref and carry ref and own the call and, yes, and this try to, to just a much easier job for him. He doesn't have to deal with talking to anybody. He doesn't have to deal with any hassle. He blows the whistle, takes off running. Guy gets the ball, follows him up, put it down, hanging over the bar. So there's one or two things they could do. Uh, you know, we took in the mark from the Aussie rules and that's just such a blatant one. I can't understand why they haven't looked at it. I don't get the obsession with cards. Yeah. I played against the Aussies a number of times. They have no cards in their system at all. They do all reviews. The referee makes notes after the game. If some fella 
did something bad in the game, it's, 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 he'll get a four-game ban after that game. So fellas know they can't really get away with anything yeah, too cynical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, uh, yeah, just once the game is more entertaining, once it's, I think a big thing with football is frustration at the end of games where teams are up three or four points and they're trying to claw back into it and the other team are wasting time and they're falling down injured and they're taking black cards and yellow cards or whatever else. I think that's frustrating for the viewer and the crowd, which we have to try and get rid of. Well, it does seem to be getting more exciting and you look at the Dublin-Kerry game at the weekend and, and Kerry coming out with the win. Is that something I know I've seen a lot of the Kerry boys saying, oh, it's only, we don't take much heed of that just yet. But was that a, a confidence booster for Kerry or, or do they really take much heed of that performance? I, 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 I think there's a bit of both in it. I think there's a realisation that it's February. That's always the way in Kerry. We are always judged in championship. But will that bring on the confidence of a young team? What, one million percent it will. It's, it's, they'll get a great feel. Like there, was, there was 11 of that team played in the start of the All-Ireland final last year that took to the pitch the last day. Like, you know, they're missing Kilkenny and Cluxton and, and, and a few more. But Still quality. serious quality. And Dublin are quality. Even they're, you know, Dublin are putting a third team out in the whatever that competition is, O'Burn Cup, and they're still doing quite well in it at stages. So, uh, look, there's a huge pick up there, and, you know, Kerry will know that that game, and that game will bring them on a bit. It'll actually bring Dublin on a pile as well, because it'll give them a, a, a whatever bit of rustiness or whatever bit of, um, uh, whatever bit of kind of stuff they had in their head. It reevaluates everything when you lose two games. You just maybe have to go back to brass taxes. You have to maybe get up that bit earlier, train that bit harder. So that'll refocus all them fellas as well. They know what the bigger, at the end of the day, they know what their prize is this year. It isn't winning league games in Tralee, it's trying to be history. Exactly. So the five in a row is, is the one for them. Just looking from a local point of view then, what, what would your views or your memories of Mead football and, and do you think is, is it ever going to, that cycle ever come round again? Of course it will. And that's, you know, that's, that's the way, like Dublin have a great team now. Dublin won't always have a great team. Um, you look at Tyrone came with a great team, Amal came with a great team. It, like there's groups of players come through together that are brilliant. They're around the same age. They get on a run. They get a uh, they build up this um, mystique around themselves, and they, they become very hard to beat. And they become very good. So it's course need football will come again. You know you you keep clubs like Kildare and every club around getting you know moving their facilities on getting kids in getting them playing ball getting enthusiastic coaches helping them trying to get them to to fall in love with the game which is why I think we have to make sure the product is good you know and and you know and and just try and drive it on and there'll be there'll be groups of fellas that will come along and you'll get a team and next thing you'll have a minor team you'll have a good minor team you'll have a good under 16s and we'll say right lads this is our chance these are the boys we really need to mine these three crops the the under twenties, minors, and there's a lot of good players, and then we need to get we need to find a way to get twelve or thirteen of these fellas through to senior team in the next four years. And you you have to target the fellas, and you have to keep on them, and you have to keep encouraging them, and you have to keep supporting them, and you know because they're going into college, they're going into difficult parts of their life. I don't know is there enough. There could be could be more done possibly at that age group with just kind of support structures, just a phone call. How are you getting on? How's college going? How are the exams going? Nationwide, even. Na- oh, nationwide. Yeah. Every, every, every county, yeah. every county board, Kerry included. You know, I think there's, you know, I think, I think there's a, we get them to under 20s. And if they're not straight into senior, there's a bit of a, they're 19 and they're finished and they'll win or lose a Munster or an All-Ireland or whatever it is. 
and there can be a bit of a vulnerable time there because the, the main show, the senior team, is rolling all the time. So there is a, there is a kind of a sense of Jesus. Am I is this over for me? Or am I being looked at? You know, I think there should be certain fellas and all them teams targeted that if they're not in the squad, that they're on a development program or that they're given the hope. Listen, we're looking at you. You know, we've got guys looking at you in games. All of a sudden, that makes me go to the gym every morning because I know there's going to be someone watching me come the summer. So little things like that just to keep keep guys going but certainly like with the history and tradition that are, that's in Mead and I've had a good few battles with fellas mm-hmm. down the years Kevin Riley and Darren Fay um, uh, but, to, but to name a few um, very close bond I have with Sean Boylan we talk regularly um, an amazing man who I love being around and who I've called to um, most of my All-Ireland finals, we, we'd normally stay in Dunboyne or semi-finals and I'd always go down to Sean for a bit of Tina's brown bread and jam or a, a ham sandwich or something in the morning. <laughs> a, a kind of almost a distraction from the team environment. I, he's walking distance from Dunboyne, I'd take off, be five or six minute brisk walk, walk off to a bit of breakfast, sit down, have a cup of tea, a bit of brown bread and jam, a bit of chin wag. Um, in the morning of the final? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he'd... I, usually see if you could put his hands on some ailing part of me, yeah. coming, especially coming towards the end. Yeah. Um, even if it was only for 10 or 12 minutes and psychologically I'd bounce out the door and down, down and I'd just fall back into the hotel. Nobody really ever knew I went. I just said I was going for a walk, but it was always something that was... Um, Sean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good... I've, I, he managed me for, on two international rules teams and just had a real bond with him and yeah I, him, I talked a good bit about him in my book as well and yeah no he was an unbelievable man that was somehow should be some way involved with me in some capacity um, if I was in, if I was the head dog in me no I'd be I'd be reaching out and saying we need this fella involved in some role or some some way with our developments coaches or just the way he has with him the way he deals with people I think everybody could learn something off him Brilliant. Okay, so thanks a million to Kieran Donaghy for sitting down with me to do that interview out in Kildalki last week where he was launching uh, a building project that his company, PST Sports, are involved in. Building a lovely new hurling wall and an artificial pitch out in Kildalki GA pitch. So uh, sure to be a fine facilities for the community out there. So thanks again to Kieran. Just a reminder, we will have a different type of show on Talk A Good Game going forward. We will be sitting down every week just to review the previous weekend's action and preview what's coming up the following weekend. Uh, be myself and maybe a couple of different guests. Uh, Jimmy Gagan will join us and a few other guests over the coming months. So please feel free to join us and we'll talk to you later on in this. Thank you.